I struggled with the whole, I don't want to be a personality. I don't want to be a celebrity, right? But what I realized though, is it's like, it's not about me. It's about the people that need whatever it is that your gifting is. And so if I'm gifted at helping people pay off debt, or I'm gifted at helping people figure out how to make better choices of money, then I should be out there in all these different platforms, helping them any way I can. Whatever your talent is, just go out there and do it. Take action. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jared. I'm one of the hosts. And of course, joining me is Miss Christine. Miss Christine, how are you? Oh, yeah. I'm good. How you doing? I know you're good. I feel like it's as of this recording, it's Friday and you're probably sampling a beverage after 5 p.m. Eastern, which, oh, no. Okay, fair enough. Uh, So I guess that's after the after. Maybe we'll see. After our conversation with our guest today, which is Deacon Hayes. Deacon's a good friend of mine, uh, somebody I've known for several years and, and someone that I'm inspired by. But Deacon, Paid off $52,000 worth of debt in 18 months. He now candidly shares his secrets to success in business through his books, his website, wellkeptwallet.com, social media channels like TikTok. He started doing TikTok videos over a year ago during the pandemic, and he's already got over or around nearly 15,000 followers on the app. Not too bad. Deacon, I'm always impressed. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Deacon, I believe uh, we've done this before, but we're going to do it again just for fun. What's the best concert that you've been to? Oh, best concert. It was called That Damn Show 96. It was like, <laughs> it was like Blink-182, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, Papa Roach. Like, Whoa. just think about like all these, like, I don't know, just random bands, right? Sugar Ray. Like, but I, I would just I tell you, I went with friends in high school and it was just, it was an absolute blast. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that bad, especially for that particular time period. Those were the acts for that, that time period. And Lenny Kravitz, he's time up, so... Yeah, and notice I didn't say these were like the best band. I was just saying like it was a fun experience, right? Like just a time in in history with bands that were just like blowing up and uh, friends, and you know, it's a good good time. Was that summertime outdoors in Phoenix when it was like 120 degrees? Or oh boy, thankfully not. No, I think it was. I would I would say it was probably in the fall. So it's probably like 70s and 80s. So it was was good weather. Oh yeah, that is good weather. Well, fair enough. That's a better concert than what I was anticipating. So thank you for that. (laughs) All right. We're going to transition into some fill in the blank. So first one is the key to winning a vacation to Hawaii is blank. Wow. That's a, that's a, you know, I think it differs from person to person, but for me, sending the most leads to one of my affiliates. And not only did you send the most leads, but then uh, you almost deleted the email that would have made the whole thing happen. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it wasn't a, it wasn't an email from the affiliate, right? It was an email from somebody I think that was managing the the prize or whatever. And they're like, "You won this trip to to Hawaii." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I'm about to delete." And then I'm like, "Wait, is it possible?" You know, like I just like I'm gonna open it just to see. And then it said Isaiah I Z E A, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I think we have a relationship with them, like an affiliate relationship." And then sure enough, I went to their site and they had like a big banner that says like, you know, contest between this date and this date, you know, for our partners. And I was like, well, we're a partner and I know we send leads to them. So like, maybe this is legit. So I replied and sure enough, like we had won. Wow. You didn't even know you were in the running for the <laughs> vacation. No. That just blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, you didn't know you were applying for a vacation. Well, uh, yeah. If I got an email that says you go on a vacation to Hawaii, I'm pretty sure I would delete it. So I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, I didn't win that. I, I get these emails from Nigerian princes from time to time. And uh, that prince got your money, boy. Maybe there's some legitimacy to these things now that we know that Deacon won a trip to Hawaii. So thank you, Deacon, for ruining my life when I answer all these spam emails. Um, well, <laughs> I would just say, yeah, I mean, it was in the continent, not, not continental. It was in the United States, right? Right. Had they said, I won a trip to like, I don't know. To uh, Europe or something. I don't yeah. know. If it, was, if it was like, if it seemed a little bit more far-fetched, I was like, Hawaii is kind of, it's a reasonable thing to win, right? Versus like some all-expense paid trip to Australia. You know, that would be a little bit more fishy. Okay. Well, I love Hawaii. So I'm guessing you had a good experience there. We did. Now we have a four and a six-year-old. So as you probably have experienced with young kids, it's a little bit more, not as much vacation, more, you know, there's a lot you're doing kids wise, but it was fun. It was definitely a blast. Yeah. Anytime you get to go in Hawaii on someone else's dime, that, that is yeah. kids or not, that's the way to do it. Continuing on with finish this sentence. If you ever go to family camp, blank. <laughs> Make sure to try the milkshakes. <laughs> that bring, all, bring the, all the boys, <laughs> all the boys <laughs> yeah. to the yard. Yeah. Christine knows about that. So you and your family did go to family camp in California. How was that? It was awesome. It was, you know, just like, time for the kids to to go out there, meet other kids their age, do outdoors activities, get off technology, all that kind of stuff. It was faith-based. So there's a lot of people there that had the same values as us. Great, like meaningful, in-depth conversations, just being outdoors and also being in the cool weather. We live in Arizona where it's a hundred and something degrees right now. So in California, it was like in the seventies. So it was just, it was great. That's great. Good for you, man. All right, we got another one for you. When you find out that your book is available in the Phoenix Public Library, blank. Do a happy dance. <laughs> now, I can't say that my books have been in the public library. So how did you find out about this? What's the story there? It's funny. So I, I had this reporter that I worked with for years and she would just, she would text me and be like, hey, I want to do a story on a family paying off debt. Can you comment? Well, you know, I want to do a story on XYZ. So she had actually, she's now like a reporter for like MSNBC in New York City, but she still had like her Phoenix Library account, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she was, she was looking up like new books that were just submitted and she had tagged me on Instagram and said, oh my gosh, Deacon, your book is at the Phoenix Public Library. I'm like, this is amazing. So <laughs> that's how I found out about it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love the fact that you just randomly found out through someone else. That's, that's even better. Yeah, I go can't ahead. tell you the last time I've actually been to the library like myself, especially uh, with COVID. I think it's been closed for most of the time. So it was like an online thing, you know, like to know that you could be notified. Yeah. So this is our last finish this sentence. Try to contain yourself, Deacon. Uh, the, the, the key to paying off two mortgages early is to whew, that's, uh, have a plan. Mm, have a plan because mortgages, last time I checked, that was, that's a lot of money. So plan to pay off. <laughs> yeah, you, you did something that not most people do. So yeah, it, was it really just a plan? I mean, I, I would imagine you had to be very intentional okay, with a, that. Maybe I'll re, restate my fill in the blank. I would say have a strong why. I think mm-hmm. for us, both of our parents didn't really handle money well growing up. My parents both were divorced and they, they both had foreclosures and bankruptcies. And so for me, I had this strong why of like, I don't ever want that to happen to me. I want to live differently. And so I'm going to figure it out. And that was really motivating for me. Now tell us about the WellCap wallet and what inspired you to start it. So yeah, that's that was really when I got married. 
I realized like I was really bad with money. And I, I was like, hey, honey, let's combine our finances. Let's figure out how much debt we have. So between like student loans, car loans, credit card debt, we had about 52 grand in debt outside of mortgage debt. And I actually had three mortgages at that time because it was the, it was about like 2008. So, you know, the housing market was going up. And so I was like, I'm gonna buy a rental property. I'm gonna be like a real estate mogul. And that didn't work out either. But all I have to say is I realized I didn't really know what I was doing with money. So I just figured, hey, let's develop a plan. Let's figure it out. And so I like to learn from people that have been successful with money. So I read books by Dave Ramsey, Ron Blue, Larry Burkett, you know, anything that I could kind of figure out how money works. And I really like the debt snowball because I'm a simple guy and it's a simple plan, which is you just you pay your debts off smallest to largest, regardless of the interest rate. So we decided, hey, I'm going to start the site Well-Kept Wallet. And I'm going to kind of document our journey of like paying off our debt and like tips and tricks and things like that. And so that's how it came about. Yeah. And it's served you well, as far as I can tell. I mean, that's uh, certainly opened up a lot of doors and a lot of neat things have come from that. Kind of spinning off that, you've tried a lot of entrepreneurial endeavors over the years or, or several at least. And and I'm curious, what are some lessons learned and maybe you have a good story of something that's happened or something that you learned from those experiences? Yeah. Well, so one of the early businesses that I started was an eBay business because I thought, you know, my family was in the antique business. And so they were very much in the like, find undervalued products and resell them for more. And so I thought eBay was a great place to kind of do that. But I was more into technology. So I, I love electronics, video games, like things that I understood. So that's what I sold on eBay. And I did it for about a year. And I sold about 40 something thousand dollars in products, which I thought was great. But when I'm doing like my P&L and looking at all my costs and looking at shipping and eBay fees and PayPal fees and all the stuff that was involved, I basically made like a thousand dollars profit. I'm like, I worked for a year and I made a thousand. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I can't do this anymore. I know some people are uber successful and they figured it out, but I was like, I really need to find a different path. And so that's where websites were really appealing to me because you could make money different ways. You can make it through affiliate marketing, through partnerships, through display ads, through different social media channels and and, and having, you know, different partnerships there. And so that's where Well-Kept Wallet really became the front runner of saying, Hey, here is a vehicle where I can I can make a full time living, quit my job, and do something that I'm actually passionate about. All right. Now, can you tell us what you consider your best or most successful personal finance story is? For me personally, or for someone that's I've kind of worked with, it can be someone you work with. So here's interesting thing. So you know, we paid off fifty two grand in debt in eighteen months, which was awesome. And then my mother in law had come to me, and they had like four hundred and sixty thousand dollars in debt. And they're in their 60s. And they're like, hey, we want to retire someday and we want to figure this out. So I'm like, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's put together a budget. Let's kind of see where you're at. And so thankfully, my father-in-law was an orthopedic surgeon. So he made a good living. It's just they always, they were living paycheck to paycheck. So we sat down, put together a budget and said, hey, I think that if you guys really just paid off these debts and then took the money you're paying towards your car loans and they had a, a home you know, they were renting out, they had a mortgage on it. I said, if you just focus, you could pay this off in four years. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, because I mean, you make a decent living. It's just a matter of like cutting back and, and being consistent, you know? And so by the grace of God, they paid off all $400,000 in four years. And that was, wow. you know, it was exciting because it's family. It's like, I could yeah. take something that I learned and then help somebody else kind of do the same thing. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that is anytime you hear 400000 in four years. Four years, yeah. That seems out of reach for some, but I'm glad to hear <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, yeah, with a plan and like you said, a, 
intentional and, and just being really practical with what you're doing, you can do that. I love that. Uh, so you and I first connected through podcasting. And I know podcasting is something that you've enjoyed and you've been doing off and on. And I'm curious, what are some things that you love about podcasting? Well, I'm an auditory learner myself. So yeah. I really, it's hard for me to read like a 2,500 word article, but I can listen to like a 30 minute podcast, you know? So I can actually digest more content through audio than I can from reading something. And so that's why I love podcasts and, and also the accessibility, like in your car, working out, walking, like there's just a lot more, I think, functionality to being able to learn and live your everyday life through listening to podcasts. Uh, well said. So what made you decide to start using TikTok? <laughs> so the funny thing is, I was really getting stir crazy during the, the pandemic because we were locked down for like a month and I'm at home and I've got two young kids and we have a lot of books that rhyme, like a lot of kid books, you know, and I love to rap. It's like my secret passion. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you've come to the right show, Deacon. I'm going to rap children's books on TikTok. That was like my thing during the pandemic. And, uh, and so it was cool. It was fun. But then I was like, I really don't. I mean, this isn't something I want to do for a living. Like, I just thought it was interesting, unique, different. I mean, I get a few hundred views, but I was like, hey, I wonder if I actually, if I did this for my business, you know, like what if I actually took, took personal finance nuggets of wisdom and put them on TikTok and, you know, and then gave people relevant, accurate information when it comes to economic events, you know, that have to do with money. And so I kind of transitioned from wrapping children's books to that. And it even, it actually exploded, which was amazing, but that's how it got started. When I think of TikTok, and, and I'm in full transparency, I'm not on TikTok, but when I think of it, prior to hearing your story, I was like, okay, you got to do some, you have to have some gimmick, you got to be like extraordinary or something, or you got to be able to, you know, come up with, with something super creative, or you got to dance or whatever. And I was thinking that's what TikTok is. And so when I go to your channel and I say, okay, you're, you're just in front of the camera and you're just sharing personal finance tips, I was like, kind of surprised by that. Like, that's working. And so I want to hear what are some lessons that you've learned, you know, aside from the uh, wrapping children's books uh, that you've learned from using TikToks and specifically that would be beneficial to people that are podcasting that want to leverage, potentially leverage TikTok to maybe get more people to be aware of what they're doing with their podcast. Yeah. I think one of the first things, and I hate to tell you this, but it's to be a user of TikTok because yeah. what happened was I was just using TikTok and all of a sudden it learns me. Like their algorithm is very fascinating because they will show me personal finance videos, health videos, like working out, how you can improve, you know, your posture, your your abs, whatever, you know, because I'm like, yeah, I want, yeah, I want to get rid of the dad bod. I want to get back to like being fit, all that kind of stuff. But anyways, TikTok learns, learned me. And I start seeing some of these personal finance videos. And I start seeing, well, I'm like, well, I could do that. Like I could, I like that. Like that's actually interesting. And you could kind of combine your creativity, right? Of like it's not. Sometimes it's not just me being a talking head, but maybe I'm having a conversation with myself playing two different characters. And that's kind of fun, like to script it out and make it funny and engaging. And so I like the aspect of being a little bit more creative. And I also like that it's, they're less than 60 seconds. Like I love YouTube, but to produce and to spend the time, it's a lot to make like a 15 minute video. So yeah. I feel with TikTok, it's just a very low barrier to entry. So if people are looking to do it, it's, it's one of those things where 
be the user first so that you understand how it works and what type of content does well. And then the other thing is, is understanding how the algorithm works, which is they want people to watch the video all the way through, but also they want people to watch it more than once. So if you can make it like, so my most popular video got over 500,000 views, which was incredible. And I think the reason was, is there was so much packed in that short video that people would have to watch it more than once just to kind of get all the details out of it and pause it and listen. And it was applicable to them. So I think I was very similar to you. I didn't want to be the dancing guy where I'm pointing to different directions and like, you know, here's what an IRA is. Here's what a 401k is. Like, I felt like that's just not me. I just wanted to provide value. I wanted to be something that I was interested in. I wanted it to be relevant and helpful. I mean, so those are kind of some of the tips that I have there. No, that's good. Now you posted that you were looking for some production help with your TikTok and YouTube. Were you able to find someone to work with you? I was. I got a couple of guys. We're basically doing a brainstorming session here soon because what I realized is like, I'm a good visionary, but I'm not a good operator. I'm not like, how do I get this done? Right. And so I, I got a couple of guys that are going to help me with that. However, if someone's listening to this and they're like really interested, definitely send me a message because I would love to get more people just to kind of get an idea of who's out there, who could help. Because really, I want to help transform people's lives. And I need all the help I can get to do that when it comes to you know helping equip people with you know sound financial advice. Yep. Deacon, as much as it pains me, I mean, we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. But before we wrap up, I want to ask you a couple final questions here. One, uh, who is doing something that interests you? Ooh, well, so it's funny you say that. So on TikTok, there's this guy, Humphrey Yang. And I think his symbol is Humphrey Talks. And he is just doing a, a phenomenal job. Like I think he's probably in his late 20s, maybe early 30s. But his stuff is super engaging. He's got over 2 million followers on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm just really blown away by just his consistency, the quality. It's just, he's doing great stuff. Okay. Now I appreciate that. Okay. Now how can our listeners check you out on TikTok and stay connected with you? Yeah. So it's at the Deacon Hayes. Is the is the symbol? I tried to get Deacon Hayes, but somebody else got it, which is crazy because I felt like, that's <laughs> game, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. What's up with that? I know, and I messaged him like, is there any chance I could buy it? But I was like, I got the cold shoulder, didn't even get a response. So not cool. Oh man, fair enough. All right, well, Deacon, uh, we always like to close out with final thoughts. Uh, so you know, you've been responsible. You've been prudent with finances. Uh, you're trying new things, uh, doing fun things with your kids and doing this TikTok stuff. Uh, what's some final thoughts for somebody that wants to step out of their comfort zone, and make something big happen? You know, it's interesting. I struggled with the whole, I don't want to be a personality, right? I didn't want to be, I don't want to be a celebrity, right? But I, what I realized though, is it's like, it's not about me. It's about the people that need whatever it is that your gifting is, right? And so if I'm gifted at helping people pay off debt, or I'm gifted at helping people figure out how to make better choices of money, then I should be out there in all these different platforms, helping them any way I can. So if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, you're good at building stuff. You're good at... I mean, there's a guy that's... Um, he's like a, a plumber and he's got a huge following on TikTok, right? There's another guy that, you know, like he makes stuff and it's, it's fascinating to see him make stuff. Like whatever your talent is, to just Go out there and do it. Take action. And you don't have to be perfect. Like it's, you're going to get better over time. So it's really just taking the first steps and just starting to take action, make your first videos, make your first pieces of content, and really just put it out there to try to help other people in whatever area that is. Uh, Well said. Deacon, congrats on your success. I look forward to hopefully running into you uh, 
whenever that is, wherever that is, uh, maybe that's in Austin this fall. Maybe that's in Nashville for PM. Maybe that's something completely different. But uh, yeah, look, looking forward to keeping in touch and seeing how things develop. So uh, we wish you the absolute best. And thanks for taking time. Yeah, likewise. And thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm.